0: the vast majority of our practice with pediatrics is autism and pans and pandas. And so I found myself over the years chasing infection, trying to really get rid of things. And in order to fix the immune system, and I started reading more about low dose allergen and low dose immunotherapy and discovering that, this tool might be the key to fixing this immune dysfunction as opposed to just chasing different things
1: i'm dr Seth osgood the founder of grassroots functional medicine after personally struggling for years upon years with chronic health issues that traditional medicine and pharmaceuticals could not resolve i finally found relief in true healing through a functional medicine approach Since then, I've dedicated my life to helping patients around the world transform their health by getting to the root cause of symptoms and restoring their body's natural ability to heal. This experience has shown me that a true state of wellness often requires an integrated approach that brings in multiple disciplines and modalities. In this podcast, I will interview a variety of practitioners and health professionals to educate and empower you on the full spectrum of tools that are available to reclaim your health and vitality. If you are struggling with health challenges and you are not getting the answers or results you feel you deserve, or you simply want to optimize your health and take a proactive approach to wellness, this podcast is for you. And if you like this show and find it helpful, be sure to tell a friend, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcast. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to the Grassroots Functional Medicine Podcast. Today we have another great episode with my close friend and colleague, Jana Rosso, who is going to dive into a novel treatment approach for a variety of different immune-mediated conditions from autoimmunity to tick-borne illness to PANS and PANDAS. It's a therapy known as low-dose immunotherapy or LDI for short, and it's proving to be Very successful for a variety of different conditions. I'm also thrilled to share that we now offer LDI at Grassroots Functional Medicine. It's available to patients in our adaptation program and non-patients, both locally and remote. If you're excited about what you hear in this conversation and want to explore using LDI in your own health journey, head to our website, grassrootsfunctionalmedicine.com and click on services to learn more and get started. Jana Rosso is the co-founder of Neuro Nutrition Associates in Austin, Texas. She is also the co-author of the book, A Parent's Roadmap to Autism, A Functional Medicine Approach. Jana has been trained through the Medical Academy of Pediatric Special Needs and is a member of the Institute of Functional Medicine. She is board certified as a pediatric nurse practitioner who is passionate about providing holistic health care to children with chronic conditions through an integrative and functional medicine approach. This is an awesome podcast, so please stay tuned. Well, hi, Jana. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to have you on, and I think it's going to be an excellent podcast.
0: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's so great to see you again.
1: Awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you and pick your brain about low-dose immunotherapy or LDI. What's exciting about LDI to me is just the fact that it's another tool in the toolbox for a whole host of different complications and problems and that's exactly what I want to get into because I know a lot of people aren't aware of this uh, novel therapy that I think is uh, really helping people uh, you know around the world with with a variety of ailments.
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Well, great. Well, I know you've had a lot of experience uh, with LDI and uh, I know it's one of those things that we're constantly learning about, or, you know, there's new therapies um, or new ways that this therapy can be beneficial, but for our listeners who have never heard of LDI or low-dose immunotherapy, can you explain a little bit about what that is? Sure,
0: sure. So I want to start first with kind of, letting you know how I, how I came about this new tool, because like we're seeing a lot of chronically ill patients and we're always staying on top of the literature and trying to figure out if there are new treatments out there to help these patients. And the vast majority of our practice with pediatrics is autism and pans and pandas. And so I found myself over the years, chasing infection, trying to really get rid of things. And in order to fix the immune system, and I I started reading more about low-dose allergen and low-dose immunotherapy and discovering that this tool might be the key to fixing this immune dysfunction as opposed to just chasing different things. And so it was a couple of years ago, I decided to go to this conference up north, and it was for LDL. A low dose allergen. And that's really what opened the door to all of this immunotherapy for me. And so I was there, I was learning about this therapy that is so perfect for people with autoimmune or, you know, their immune system is so overactive. What has happened is that it, they have lost tolerance to certain things. And that can be environmental related, it can be food, certain chemicals, or even pathogens. And any of the number of these things can actually trigger your immune system to start attacking various organs. And so by using LDA or LDI, you are giving the body pieces of environmental allergens, food allergens, different chemicals, pathogens, and you are recreating tolerance within the T cells of the immune system. And so these are given in microdoses and in when I was learning about LDA this this is a form of immunotherapy that is given via injection. And there was some uniqueness about this treatment that I learned that it might not be the best tool for our practice because we see a lot of little kids, they're not going to be thrilled about an injectable treatment and We learned pretty early on that it can burn, and then they have to come back into the office every so often. And so I started reading more about Dr. Ty Vincent, who is over in Hawaii, and how he branched off and and created this low-dose immunotherapy, and how it can be given under the tongue in a sublingual fashion, and it's liquid. And it, it, you know, can be done at home. There's, you know, no burning, there's no injection. And I thought, well, this is really awesome because it's the same uh, principle and it works similarly, but we can do it in a fashion that isn't going to scare our patients and isn't going to prevent them from coming back, right? And so the provider usually will, will listen to the patient's history and really gather what's been going on, what triggers these patients and decide... Okay, well, there, we can pick a remedy, we can start with maybe a food or environmental dose or chemical dose. And we can give that sublingually. And by doing that, we are targeting those T cells and we're recreating tolerance. And once we find the adequate dose for that patient, there's some trial and error with this remedy. But once we find their core dose, we start to see improvement in their symptoms. And we start to see that their inflammation is going down, their autoimmune symptoms are going down. And so it's not generally an overnight fix, but it is incredibly potent and powerful once we find that dose that works for that patient. So that's kind of the long story of how I ended up even discovering this treatment. (laughs)
1: That's awesome. And I love the fact, the the concept of tolerance. And I think that's really important for people to understand because that's always a battle between different practitioners is how do we treat this case? And especially when we're dealing with chronic infections or even environmental triggers, a lot of times we see in this area, New England, we have a lot of uh, tick-borne illness. So we have Lyme disease and we have a variety of co-infections, whether that's Babesia, Bartonella, Candida, there's lots of infectious Mm -hmm. sources Mm -hmm. And there's different strategies, obviously, to, to deal with this. But uh, one of the main sort tra- strategies over the years has been antibiotics, which is going after mm-hmm. an active infection. But mm-hmm. what we're finding and you're seeing in your clinic as well is that a lot of times that's not sufficient or it may, be, may work mm-hmm. in certain cases. But in the vast majority of cases, there's this concept of an, an, an Immune system that is just going rogue and that it starts to attack things inappropriately. And instead of trying to kill the bug, maybe we need to focus Mm -hmm. in on making the environment and the body more tolerant of the bug. And uh, Mm -hmm. that's what I love about LDI. And it's just another strategy and it works along that autoimmune model really well. As opposed to blasting the bug and affecting the flora, we're seeing another strategy Mm -hmm. to calm the system down and make it more tolerant and just improve homeostasis within the body.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, I think we are made, you know, to live amongst all these different organisms. And like you mentioned, Lyme, but also with pans and pandas, which a lot of these kids do have co-infections in Lyme, but, you know, they're dealing with strep and mycoplasma. And there's only so much antibiotics that you can use. And and then you're also seeing the negative effects of that. And so I think it was just um, so amazing to stumble upon this therapy and realize that there was another tool out there for these kids instead of just constantly changing their antibiotics.
1: Absolutely. And then I think that, well, I love what you mentioned too, about how it influences T regulatory cells. And for those of you who don't know about T regulatory cells, there's a lot of good information and good research coming out about T helper cells or T regulatory cells, and their big job is to tell the immune system what to do. Does it attack or does it create antibodies? They're really the orchestrators of how the immune system responds. And there's not a whole lot of therapies out there that are targeted towards T regulatory function. So the fact that we have another um, treatment that is ta- that is targeted towards T regulatory cell function just is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And what I love about it too, is that I mentioned Dr. Ty Vinson over in Hawaii. He is, is always trying to find new LDI remedies. So he'll kind of tinker around with what I see a patient with this rare illness, and I'm going to kind of work with this new bacteria and see if I can make a, make a new remedy and trial it on this patient. And so it's pretty neat that he's also kind of doing his own research and then yeah. and then letting all of us practitioners know about it. Hey, I have a few patients that this really worked on and I think it's worth trying.
1: So Absolutely. I mean, and we always say, you know, anything that has the potential to benefit without a lot of harm, why not? As opposed to just throwing more drugs at somebody. And that's what's so great about mm-hmm. Ty Vincent and people like you who are really just cutting edge and looking to, to help people in different ways because unfortunately chronic illness is, is getting worse and our environment is changing and we need to adapt and change with it. So thank you for being out there and, and uh, leading the way here. Well, do you want to explain? Cause a lot of people are not familiar with low dose allergy therapy or low dose immunotherapy, but they are familiar with traditional allergy or immunotherapy where people are going and getting shots repeatedly for environmental allergies. What is the difference between those two um, methods?
0: Yes. And I think it's so important to realize that there is a bridge here. So when you go to your allergist and you're presenting with, okay, my seasonal allergies are so bad, or I have a food allergy. Traditionally, they do skin prick testing or sometimes they will do blood testing to determine what is it truly that you are reacting to, okay? And then based on those results, they will often recommend, well, we can help reduce these symptoms for you by doing a series of shots or doing, they even have the ability to use sublingual therapy, which some allergists don't use that, but, you know, just depends on who you go to. So the difference here is that these form are formulated specific to what you are allergic to. Okay. So you're not taking in all the trees, all the weeds, all the grasses, all the bugs, all the foods you're really, you know, I'm coming to get my allergy shots for my cedar and my mold allergy. Okay. So that's one difference is that LDI, depending on the remedy that you're using, it encompasses 300 different foods and environmental allergens. So you're really getting the whole gamut of everything, which is really important because you have that cross reactivity. And like we were talking about the Treg cells that can be so beneficial to preventing future immune dysfunction from these other things. And then the second biggest difference is that the concentration of how they are mixing these allergy shots and even sublingual immunotherapy versus LDI the concentration is much higher with the traditional allergy therapy. And so what happens there is that you have the potential for an anaphylactic reaction. You have the potential to continue to stimulate the immune system in a bad way. And I want to give an example about this because I think it's so important to think about it from a patient's perspective. And I had a young, a young boy present and really his main symptoms were severe seasonal allergies and eczema. I mean, we're talking severe eczema. Mom said, we've already been to the allergist. He's allergic to XYZ. We've been on immunotherapy drops for three years. And I said, I, I mean, they're obviously not working for him. You know, he's still struggling most seasons of allergies here in Texas. He was still on Zyrtec, he was still on eye drops, etc., lots of topical creams. And so I said, Why don't we stop his sublingual immunotherapy and try LDI? I said, I know it sounds really crazy because for a lot of people, they sound like the same thing. And I said, But this is less concentrated, it's more homeopathic in nature. So I think that the sublingual immunotherapy is still triggering his immune system where it's at. So we took that risk and mom agreed. Okay, I'm down. And I said, well, nothing bad will happen here. You know, either nothing will happen or we will see improvement. So we worked with him and we kind of started at a, at a dose that I thought was pretty conservative. And then a couple of weeks we went by, we kind of worked our way down and I kid you not, the mom called and said, you'll never believe it. His eczema is gone. It's gone. Wow. And wow. his allergies seem like they're better. And so that was just such a miracle for this patient. And, and now we've even been able to find a dose for him to where he, he, they have a ranch and they go out to their ranch. And normally that's when his seasonal allergies really flare And she said, if we can go out to the ranch, and he does well, this is will truly be a miracle for him. (laughs) And, and so we have worked down to that dose for him. And he has done beautifully. I mean, just amazing. So wow, I think that's the biggest difference there is really knowing that the concentration is so different. And this is considered more homeopathic in nature. And then the risks of using it are so incredibly low, you don't have to be in your allergist's office to get a dose of LDI. You don't have to have your EpiPen ready. You know, there's no risk for anaphylaxis.
1: So if you have someone who is allergic anaphylactically to certain things, Mm -hmm. can you use, can you use LDI for those people?
0: Absolutely. You can. And we've had a handful of kids who have anaphylactic food allergies Mm -hmm. and But it's just recommended that you start so conservatively, almost at a dose that nobody would have improvement from, but that you work your way down so that you don't flare the patient, because that is one thing that can happen. There there can be what we consider a flare from LDI. and, And so I'll give you an example of that. Let's say we have a child with seasonal allergies and we decide to start him too strong. The mom would probably report for the next several days that his allergies were really bad. You know, he ha- he was really That's stuffy. His eyes were really itchy. Things kind of got worse. And he wouldn't go into anaphylaxis, but he would not be feeling great. And so my approach is to start conservatively. And even if you don't see anything for a few doses, at least you haven't flared this patient.
1: Right, right. So yeah, so a flare is kind of like what we see with die-off almost, where it's the, the current, their symptoms or their weak spot typically get a little bit worse for a short period of time, but then things typically will settle down. Is that right?
0: That's right. And even Perfect. for your lime, your Lyme and co-infection patients, if you were to start them too strong on a, on a Lyme LDI, which that blend has just about anything and everything in it, all the <laughs> co-infections. And, and so with the really sick Lyme and co-infection patients, you have to be very conservative because if you were to start too strong they would call you the next day and say, my joint pain is bad. I can't get out of bed. I have a headache. I have body aches, etc." cetera.
1: Right. And what, what if that happens, what kind of advice do you give them to help relieve those symptoms? Well, for that short period of time.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a case where you might have to employ some antihistamine, some Motrin, maybe a steroid if it's really bad. It just depends on the case. And, and I haven't had to do that maybe once, but usually if a patient flares, they can do a Benadryl or Zyrtec or a little Motrin if they're having pain. And within a few days, they're feeling back to normal, you know? So it's not, especially if you are, you know, using LDI pretty conservatively, you're not going to flare them to the point where it's so, so awful for them. But that is, that is the one downfall with using LDI like any treatment, you can have side effects from it. So right, that's the right. one thing that you have to be cautious about.
1: Exactly. But what that's, what's encouraging is when you compare those side effects to some of the side effects you may get from some of these other more uh, in, uh, in aggressive therapies, they really aren't even close, which is awesome.
0: That's true. That's very true. Whether that's
1: biologics or antibiotics or whatever the kids out there. So that's encouraging. So you mentioned that you had this really awesome case of eczema go away in this kiddo that you were treating, which is great. That's such a cool story. What other what other conditions or what other cases would benefit from uh, low dose immunotherapy?
0: You know, I think Dr. Ty Vincent would say everybody, you know, (laughs) because I mean, it is in his practice, it is his only tool that he uses, which is amazing to me. Yeah. So I think that's really, really neat. And I I you truly could take on a patient and decide that that's really the tool you're using for them if they were on board. But in our practice, since we're pediatric only, we see a lot of kids with eczema, GI, chronic GI issues. We see a lot of pandas and autism, food intolerances, kids with chronic headaches. So truly, we can use LDI on all of these patients. And it's just about, like I mentioned before, listening to their story and hearing there's some key things in there. And I'll give you an example of that. When I'm talking to a mom and we're going through the story, I often hear, well, he was really fussy baby. He had a lot of colic. He had eczema as a baby. He had reflux as a baby. And that to me is the first red flag. Okay, Especially if the mom says he was on different formulas, I had to take milk out of my diet. And then really, that kind of sets you up to tell you, okay, I think he could benefit from the food blend. Because he obviously has started with a lot of food issues from birth or from infancy. And so you kind of gain clues that way. But then if you have a more challenging PANS or PANDAS case, you can hear, okay, they've had repeated strep or strep is their trigger and they're reacting every time. And so what what I will often do is start with a food or environmental blend. And we find a, a dose that seems to bring them relief of whatever symptoms it is that they're having. And then we move on to something like a strep blend. And, and we will use that strep blend until we really see, okay, their OCD is gone, their ticks are gone, their anxiety has come down. And so it's not always one blend that you're using. You're often combining a lot of different blends for patients.
1: Awesome. So you, you a couple of times you mentioned pans and pandas. Do you want to just tell our listeners, listeners a little bit about what that is just so they can see the connection between the infections and the, the condition?
0: Oh yes, I know. I should have gone off about no, that. No, that's I'm okay.
1: So,
0: <laughs> I'm so used to seeing these patients that I forget that some people don't have never heard that term before, right. but it's an autoimmune disorder, so it's a pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorder that is associated with strep, the bacteria. Or for other patients that can be associated with other pathogens. So, what ends up happening, much like um, any other autoimmune disease, you know, something sets that off into motion, and then your immune system is attacking your thyroid or your joints. In this autoimmune disorder, the immune system is attacking a part of the brain. And so, these children are responding to, so it's the basal ganglia in the brain that's being attacked. And all of these kind of random symptoms start appearing like OCD and anxiety and nighttime bedwetting or not wanting to leave the house, defiance, aggression, handwriting issues at school, you know, ADHD. And so some might have a child and have all of these different symptoms and think that they do not go together at all. But if there's an infectious trigger for this child, then it could be this autoimmune condition called PANDAS or PANS. And so like we were talking about those infectious, those infectious risks or those infectious triggers for these kids, oftentimes you can incorporate LDI for what we have seen to be their triggers, whether it's yeast or strep or Lyme or mycoplasma, and you can calm down that immune hyperactivity quite a bit. And then that's that patient will have such relief for their symptoms.
1: Absolutely. And that's what I love about it is just, again, with the autoimmunity, it's so complex and so complicated and we're always learning new things. But with infections and autoimmunity, we know there's an intimate link there uh, across the board with a variety of different infections, whether that is the infection itself or cross reactivity there's a lot of variables in there, but we've seen it where sometimes we throw antibiotics at somebody or antimicrobials and it may help a little bit, but oftentimes the autoimmunity continues despite the infection being gone. So again, that's, what's Mm -hmm. so unique about this particular treatment is that we're, we're helping the body recognize that, Hey, this bug is okay. Or, you know, we don't have Mm -hmm. to be so aggressive at trying Mm -hmm. to attack it. And then of course, Mm -hmm. for those of you who don't recognize what cross reactivity is, it's where your immune system, uh, you know, is activated by some antigen or or some protein, and then it acts in a similar way to other proteins or antigens that have a similar structure. So for example, you may have a issue with the gluten and uh, your immune system attacks gluten, and then you consume dairy, which can be structurally similar. And uh, so now you're having a problem with dairy as well. And that can happen with pathogens and environmental proteins as well. So I just, I just think it's such a unique and cool therapy and I'm really excited to see where it goes because I think it opens a lot of new opportunity for people uh, across the board. Like you said, whether it's eczema, autoimmunity, Mm -hmm. fungal overgrowth, Lyme disease, co-infection, SIBO, gut problems. There's Mm -hmm. so many things that Ty and you and, and a variety of other practitioners are, are using this for, and the more tools we have in our toolbox, the more success we're going to get with our patients. And it's never a one, a quick fix. It's never a one size fits all, but the more tools we have, I think the the better the outcomes are going to be, which is encouraging.
0: Oh, that's so true.
1: But that's great. Well, tell me, do you mind telling us, walking us through what LDI, what it looks like to receive LDI? You mentioned that with LDI, it's sublingual, whereas LDA is injections or immunotherapy mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. injections. But how how often are you getting giving the doses sublingual? You know, what what does a typical patient experience look like?
0: Yes, I'm so glad you asked. And I I was thinking in my head, I wanted to go back and even and say that some people who are on traditional allergy therapy shots or even the sublingual drops, they will be on those for years and still might not have huge relief from them. Some people are lucky and they do see improvement. But with low-dose immunotherapy, so I see a patient, I'm getting their history, and I'm kind of writing down what remedies I want to start with. And, And so let's say I pick, I'm going to start with environmental for this patient, and then I pick a dose. And that's kind of the tricky part, right? Like we talked about if you pick too strong of a dose, you're going to flare the patient. So I like to go on the conservative side of things, and I will send them two or three doses. And the patient is instructed, okay, you you will receive these three doses. You will give this number first under the tongue. You want to keep it, try to keep it under the tongue for 20 seconds. Don't eat or drink around the dose. And then you're going to observe your child for the next seven days. And I like to have my parents write out all the symptoms we're monitoring, okay, and then kind of give it a score. But before you give the LDI, score it midway through the week and at the end of the week, and then send me those results. And if there really doesn't look like there's a lot of change, the the parent will give the next dose seven days later. Okay. And so you're really giving a dose every seven days until the parent says, okay, things are really improving here. And then when you have landed on that dose that is showing improvement, then you give that dose every seven weeks.
1: Okay. Wow. Okay.
0: So it's really infrequent. And the beauty of that, too, is that this is not a lifelong thing that they should need. Really, you know, maybe for a year, a year and a half, you will give this every seven weeks. And some patients even, you know, will you know, forget about it and forget to give their dose. And, and um, if they've waited long enough, then they'll start noticing some of those symptoms creeping back up and it will remind them, oh, I have to give you your booster. So they'll give their booster and then things will go back to normal. So it is very much like homeopathy. If, if our, you know, our patients have worked with traditional homeopaths and they understand kind of the booster, how that works. And it's very unique to each patient how long this will take because every remedy has a a variety of doses, right? And so, for example, your food and allergy blends, they go from about 4C to like 10C is pretty weak. You know, so that's not a big range. But if you're working with Lyme LDI, we're going from 4C to like 25C. Okay. And that
1: C is like a dilution. So the more Correct. diluted, yes. obviously the weaker it is.
0: Right. So the higher gotcha. the number, the, the weaker it is, the more yeah, gotcha. homeopathic in nature it is. And so, you know, if you're working with a patient with Lyme or co-infection, it might take you a while to really reach that core blend. And, and the patient, you know, has to understand that we need patience, and this will take time but that's kind of the uniqueness to it is you could hit the cordos in 3 weeks or it could take a couple of months to really see where you're landing on that and if a patient has a very complex history and you're using multiple things then that patience has to be there so it's definitely not an overnight treatment but with that being said you know the complexity of the patients we see some of them are you know they've been around The the U.S. seeing all different kinds of doctors because they have pans and they have Lyme and co-infection and they've been living in mold and they've done IVIG and they've done ritux and they've done twenty antibiotics and steroids and psych medications and you know sometimes when they land in my office I think what am I going to do for you right Um, because those are my tools too you know Mm -hmm. those are the antibiotics and the steroids and the supplements and the diet changes and the gut health. And those are my tools. But, and so when I, when I discovered LDI, it was just so beautiful because I thought, well, now we can work with this. And I have several patients that are in that boat and we are chipping away at their improvements with LDI, you know, I mean, we're seeing them eat better and them come out of their room and them starting to sleep and talk to people and not be so incredibly anxious and their joint pain is better. So I have such high hope for these kids who have been or even adults and you know that you're seeing that maybe have tried every treatment this could be very relevant for them now.
1: Right. Absolutely. It's very cutting edge and it's just very encouraging. And like you said, it's it's the more tools that we as practitioners have in our toolbox, the better it's going to be because every case is different and we need to have, you know, we're, and a lot of people are left with the thought that pharmaceuticals are the only option and then mm-hmm. they become hopeless because they're not feeling any better. But, you know, there's so many options available, so many modalities. This is just another one to add to the list. And the fact that, again, it, 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 it's, 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 pretty low. It's, it's not invasive. It's, it's, it's easy to implement. It's not very yeah. frequent. There's just so many positives to it, which is so encouraging to hear.
0: I agree. I know. And I tell parents that, you know, I say, well, you've done so many things, you know, I know this sounds silly or maybe like, <laughs> sure. how, how is this going to work? But you're right. targeting, you know, you're targeting such a different pathway in a way that, you are treating the root cause if you are dealing with an autoimmune condition. And so there is so much potential there. And I think it just has to be shared and, and tried and, you know, parents willing to say, or patients willing to say, okay, I'm open to this. It, you know, it can't severely hurt me, might really help me.
1: So it's always a risk benefit. And we always have to end, mm-hmm. you know, we have to evaluate that. And the most important thing is patients can't give up, you know, they have to keep searching, there's always an answer. It's just trying mm-hmm. to figure out what's going to be the modality that gets them there.
0: Yeah, but, absolutely.
1: Well, in these dilutions that you mentioned, I know there are several, you know, different ones or remedies, I'm sorry, different re- remedies that you mentioned, what kind of so like you mentioned, the environmental remedy, what kind of What kind of stuff is in that? Like, what is, what is that treating specifically?
0: So, you know, like I kind of mentioned earlier, it's, it's every weed, every tree, every grass, bug, insect, molds, you know, I mean, just about anything that you can name, Ty has put it in there. And so, you know, you mentioned cross reactivity earlier, and that's the beauty of this is that if you're getting immunotherapy shots from your allergist for your cedar allergy, that's great. But what if your immune system starts to react to the grass in your front yard, you know? And so in this way, you are creating tolerance to just everything that you can come across. And then in the food blend, there's over 300 different foods in that blend. And so you have the, you know, the cross reactivity from those as well. And, and there's also, you know, traditionally cross reactivity that can happen between foods and environmental allergens. So sometimes you'll see patients, you know, maybe what you're not expecting, you're giving them the environmental blend and maybe their stomach stops hurting from something they're eating. So, you know, there's that cross reactivity and the symptoms that you can look for. But, you know, when you do get your, I get all of my blends from Dr. Ty Vincent and he has the list of everything that's in them. So let's say you're treating, yeah, let's say you're treating a patient with a specific co-infection and you want to make sure that if you're going to start the Lyme blend on them, that that's in there, you know, he has the booklet and you can go look and pinpoint, okay, this is in here. And you're definitely going to get benefit from this if we're using it.
1: So there's, and it's not uncommon to have people on multiple remedies at the same time.
0: Right, right. And, you know, I think for my practice specifically, and because we're dealing with children, I do one at a time until we find their core dose. And so if we found a core food and a core environmental for that patient, then they can end up giving those at the same time every seven weeks but I don't typically send those out like at the beginning when I'm trying to figure out what their core is. I don't send them a bunch of food and environmental and kind of, I don't have them give right. them. Well, just because then if you do have right. a setback, you're, you're kind of left guessing what was it that set you back?
1: That makes sense. Absolutely. Well, that's great. Well, awesome. So I'm, I'm so excited and I appreciate you sharing your story with me and uh, this new novel approach to getting people well. And uh, I think it's going to, and I think it's also important. I know Jana mentioned that because she works with pediatrics, that's a lot of the population she's seen this uh, be helpful for, but it also works really well for adults and kids, you know, across the board with these, especially with these autoimmune and infectious situations. But like, I I've heard it be successful with mast cell syndrome and, and some of these other very complex inflammatory conditions where there's not a lot of treatments that are, that are available. So it's just really exciting.
0: Yeah, I know. And I'm thinking of just a few patients that we've treated. And it's pretty incredible, because, you know, what, maybe they've had a lot of success with doing an autoimmune paleo diet and healing their gut and being on certain supplementation. But they, they still have one or two symptoms that remain. And you're kind of like, well, what is, you know, what is causing those symptoms? And then we do a little bit of LDI, and those symptoms go away. And so you know, I think it's important to remember with autoimmune condition, even the slightest micro amount of whatever it is that is triggering your autoimmune, like you mentioned, we can't continue to blast it with an antibiotic, right? No, I mean, those We we are humans that are that are composed of so many organisms. So we don't want our bodies to have zero of all of these organisms. And so it's just teaching the immune system, this is normal. This is an, a normal amount of whatever that pathogen is.
1: Right. And we've seen that in practice where we'll find a pathogen. We'll assume that it is, or find an organism. We'll assume that it's pathogenic or problematic, and then we'll try to get rid of it. And then boom, now the patient's worse than they were before. So mm-hmm. we know that some of these mm-hmm. bugs, you know, live in that state of homeostasis and they're some of them can actually be beneficial. So right. I just, again, getting back to that concept of, of tolerance and you know and living you know in a in a good place as opposed to being you know trying to kill it and get rid of it just makes so much sense especially with all the literature that's coming out about right. these bugs and it's such a mi- mixed bag too i mean we we try to do research where we look at a huge population mm-hmm. and make assumptions based on that population but everybody's different and uh, we have mm-hmm. to be individualized and take a unique approach so it's just really encouraging so true. Well, yeah. thank you so much for sharing. Tell me, tell us a little bit about where patients can, where people can find you. If you're in, you know, if interested in your clinic, I'd love to yeah. hear where, you know, all about it.
0: Okay, great. Well, I'm in Austin, Texas, and our clinic is Neuro Nutrition Associates. We are currently just doing telemed, and we see zero through 21. And, you know, we see just about anything that, you know, patients want a functional approach to and, and we love talking about diet and gut health and nutrient needs and detox and, you know, all the functional things and also using LDI.
1: Awesome. Well, we will definitely put your information on the podcast with your website. They've got an excellent clinic. They help a lot of people. and. I just am so glad to have you as a friend and as a colleague. And But before we leave, do you want to just share one? I always ask people, what is one quick health tip that you feel people could incorporate today, whether you're adult or you're a kid, that can help them on their health journey? Is, what would you advise everybody listening? I know it's a loaded
0: question. (laughs) Oh man, I know. And I could think of a hundred things, but really what has gotten my family through this pandemic and especially the crucial times of lockdown have been going outside and getting outdoors and walking, getting around the block, getting into nature. We we really started this tradition of going on hikes every weekend. And I think that that preserved our sanity, honestly. And I talk to so many patients and especially my teenage patients and they don't leave their room all day long. And so I think my one tip is get outside. I know, I know it's cold. That's good to, you know, put your coat on and go get some fresh air and get outside.
1: That's such a great tip. Absolutely. And uh, I know it's hard right now, but we have to force ourselves. We have to develop that routine and and there's nothing more healing than being in nature. So awesome. Well, again, I really appreciate your time and being here and uh, hope to have you on again soon.
0: Thank you so much, Seth. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
1: And just as a quick reminder, LDI is now available at the Grassroots Functional Medicine Clinic. It's available to both patients and non-patients. If you're not a patient in our ADAPT patient program, you just need to schedule an initial consultation with myself or our nurse practitioner to develop a personalized LDI protocol. The entire process can be done virtually, so it's open to anyone, whether local or remote. You can learn more about the process considerations for treatment and pricing at GrassrootsFunctionalMedicine.com. Thank you so much for listening guys. I'm Dr. Seth Osgood, the founder of grassroots functional medicine. Don't forget, you can join the grassroots private Facebook group to connect with fellow health seekers and find practical tips to improve your state of wellness. Just search grassroots community on Facebook to join. And if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you're looking for a comprehensive program to reclaim your state of wellness with cutting-edge testing, a team of providers to hold you accountable, and a structured plan of action to not only get you well, but to keep you well in the years to come, check out our adaptation programs online at grassrootsfunctionalmedicine.com. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed day.